throughout this podcast, if you're like me at some point in time, you'll feel so uncomfortable, you'll be tempted to shut this podcast off. It matters that you get to the end. Mm. Because if it's uncomfortable, that means there's something there that you need to deal with. And, and les bobos, uh, scabs don't get better if you don't look at them. You, you need to take care of that shit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it doesn't get better on its own. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm uncomfortable, then, then you, need, you need to go head on into this. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast, Shades of Black. I am your co-host, Neralan, the founder of Consciously Black, a community platform where I gather Black individuals in Canada to discuss their Black experiences and revive Black pride. And I'm Miriam, a registered psychotherapist and founder of Thoughtful Therapist, a mental health platform aimed to empower marginalized communities. And together we have created Shades of Black, a bi-weekly podcast emerging from both our studies where we shed light on the different experiences encountered within our Black communities and the mental health aspects that exist within those experiences. Join our new community space where we discuss our challenges, our successes, our joy, our pain, and our Blackness. Follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other platforms to tune in into our bi-weekly episodes. We cannot wait to converse with you. So for today's second episode, we wanted to um, have a discussion about our relationship with mothers, being that the month of May is where we were able to celebrate Mother's Day in North America. And so we are gathered here today with two special guests for a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll leave the space for them to introduce themselves. Suleiman, if you want to start. Yeah, well, my name is Suleiman. I'm a real estate agent in Gatineau. I also invest in real estate and I do a little bit of social media. So TikTok, uh, educational videos to educate people on how to uh, save their money, invest, things of that nature. I also do YouTube videos and uh, podcasts. Okay. about business and real estate. That's <laughs> got some great, great resources here today. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Renzel Dashington. How are you doing? Good, you? Good. 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 Thank you for I'm being nervous here. now. Are You're you? nervous? Well, you guys told, told me we we're talking about moms and stuff okay. like that. I didn't know. <laughs> I woke up thinking I'm just, you know, maybe a little bit of ratchet, a little substance. <laughs> <laughs> we can get ratchet, but like a professional ratchet. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, so I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. Also known as an activist, I don't know that. Well, it doesn't. It's not a job that pays. So let's just say <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> it's in it's in there. Um, I've been in entertainment for twenty years. I I was a producer in music first. I worked with artists in the French side of things. So artists like Corneille, like Gage, were artists that I used to manage and produce. Um, about five years ago, when I turned forty, uh, I turned some of that experience in production and created this. Um, production collective called the Bad Boys du Rio mm-hmm. to help uh, comedians of color in the city of Montreal have a space where they can exist, where they could perform, where they could get to know themselves in front of a public that resembles them as well, which was a, which is a first and has been a first in the city. So Bad Boys du Rio and me. Okay, so for today's episode, um, we really wanted to just touch base and talk more about our relationship with our mothers. And starting off with Mother's Day, seeing that in North America we just celebrated Mother's Day and we wanted to kind of highlight what Mother's Day looks like for us in our communities, but as well as like now that we're older or depending on the relationship that we have with other mothers. So um, I don't know if Nero wants to start with how she was able to spend her Mother's Day and then we can do like a little <laughs> quick round table. Yeah, that's, okay, that's so scary. 
But my modest, what did I do this year? I feel like I just spent time with uh, my mother and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, every year, me and my mom, we go to the restaurant. She loves Red Lobster. So I just take her out. We eat. We spend time, like mother-daughter time. Mm-hmm. Um, if my brother's, if my brother is here. Then so, <laughs> yeah. So every year, this is kind of what we do. Um, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I think this this what's Mother's Day look like for me. Especially, it's uh, it's me and my mom home, so it's us too. Okay. What about you, Miriam? Me, um, <laughs> so my Mother Day, Mother's Day looks a lot different now than it did in the past. Um, my mom passed away four years ago of mm-hmm. liver cancer, so mm-hmm. now when I think of Mother's Day, it's interesting because yeah. like everybody's posting on social media, yeah, right, and recognizing their mother, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. just like, okay, like I'm, I take that time to recognize my mother like mm-hmm. on my own rather mm-hmm. than just putting it out there, I guess, in, in the public and posting, mm-hmm. but then I also take the time to recognize the other women in my family who also contributed and acted as mothers in my life because I live with my aunt at the moment, so when mm-hmm. my mom passed, she was able to take over and just play that role. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Mother's Day for me kind of just extends to more than one person, and then that, that allows sense. me to be a lot more grateful, I guess, for the mm-hmm. people that I have in my life. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sugiman? Me? And we'll go to I feel like me, I have the worst answer because I, I didn't do anything with my mom. Okay. So sadly, uh, okay. I think I should probably put a little bit more effort into mm-hmm. it. But um, I, I wish this got deeper a little bit further down. But it's just my relationship with my mom is not the best. Mm-hmm. So she, I, I have a lot of things that I can say that she's not also making effort. And it's not motivating me to make the effort, even if I try sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of this. I, I didn't do anything. I was probably working or <laughs> with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So. Have you ever yeah. celebrated Mother's Day with in the past? I or? think in the past, maybe I got her flowers, things like that okay. uh, after school. That was when I was younger. But aside from that, nothing, nothing special. But she's not big on that too. Okay. Our culture is a little bit different. Okay. So she's not big on Mother's Day also. Okay. That's yeah. good. Okay. Renzo? I, I didn't do anything. Yeah. I, and then <laughs> I, okay. I mean, Mother's Day is a day in 2022 or let's say the last 10 years where I kind of shut off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I have the same situation as you where people tend to be very public about their mother and love for their mother and I don't necessarily identify with that story mm-hmm. so it kind of creates so, a different storyline for me when I see a, you know just think of let's just say so I haven't spoken to my mother in years maybe close to 10 now okay. So, you know, and all kinds of reasons, but at the center of it, uh, once you say she was very young when she had me, she had her own problems. So mm-hmm. being a mother to me specifically was difficult for her. Mm-hmm. So um, um, after therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a therapist. She's a therapist. So after therapy. Uh, a day like Mother This Day is a day of compassion for the little boy that I used to be. I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you feel like you have compassion for her as well for the state that she was in or not being able to? Um, I do. Okay. I, I do. Okay. Like, I genuinely do, but I don't spend much time on that. Okay. Because um, since it was no one's job to take care of the little boy I was, I, I you know, I focus on, on that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it as my, I, you know, I, I tend to be very clear cut about 
you know, a parent's job in a child's life, where it's 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 a one direction thing. It's mm -hmm. not a two direction thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. if the parent fails, then there's a, there's a great breach of contract. And then you know you figure out how you go from wha where you go from mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So. Okay. And how about you, Suleiman? <laughs> um, you mentioned at the beginning that you yeah. don't have like the greatest relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you relate to Renzel into um, um. mother daughter contract? A um, uh, mother son, sorry. <laughs> mm, I would say not not on the same level. Um, for me, uh, the story is a is a lot different than than, than Renzel. So basically. At one point, my mom wasn't able, my parents had issues in their marriage and then they divorced and then my mom couldn't really take care of us. So we had to go into a foster family for a little while. Mm. And that period was just a tough relationship with me and my mom because she was just not in her right mind. Um, not she has any mental illness or anything, but she was just like stressed with certain things. Um, so we lived in a foster home for a bit and then um, me and my brother. And then we got transferred. We took a plane with someone that was uh, watching us because my dad was in Senegal. Mm -hmm. So someone took care of us from Canada to Morocco to Senegal. <laughs> and then I, I was basically raised by my dad um, for only three or four years. And then we came back to Canada. They got back together. Um, so obviously that made a dent in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And to this day, there's, there's also a, a bunch of stuff. She's um, she. I come from a very religious family, so and I'm not religious, so they don't really accept my choices and what I do. And I, I came what to what religion, if I may? A Muslim. Yeah. So my parents are Muslim. Um, so my mom doesn't really accept my life, my lifestyle. Yeah. So I can't have a, a genuine conversation with my mom. Like I can't tell her like I'm going to do this, or I can't ask advice to mm -hmm. my mom because mm -hmm. we don't live the same life. We don't have the same values. Mm -hmm. And it just creates a distance that keeps growing because they don't want to accept the difference. And I also don't want to impose myself on them. So every time we talk, it's just, it always goes back to religion. You know, it's like I can't talk to my mom and just have my mom. Yeah. It's yeah. always religion and God. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So that's, that's why our relationship is not so good. And why do you think that the aspect of religion in most parents, like, because I can only think about my mom. Mm -hmm. For my mom, I think that religion is, that was a way to kind of help her even, like, um, to not go into, like, depression and stuff like that. Because when my parents got divorced, um, this is when she became uh, monoparental, mm -hmm. um, monoparent. Like, so, and I, I think that, especially as a first generation here, the culture shock was a thing, and all this aspect and then now having to mm -hmm. raise me alone because I was 12 when my dad left um, went back to mm -hmm. Haiti um, and I think that religion has saved her life mm -hmm. so she's my mom too she's really in she's very she's very religious um, but even that like she's really really laid back so I get the time to speak with her and to talk to her about like different things mm. but not too deep too you know like just like little thing how's my day there's a limit, mm -hmm. there's a limit to it you know and I kind of like sometimes I envy is not the right word but I kind of envy people that have like a very deeper relationship with their mothers and they can say anything to their mm. mom but mm. I can, I'm really <coughs> close to her, mm -hmm. but it's just very limited. So, but to answer like the, the religion part aspect, mm -hmm. I think that religion for most of our 
I'm especially immigrant parents, I would say it's or religion tend to be how mm -hmm. what they relate in order to raise their children, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily the right um, tactic. Or tactic, yeah. 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 Interesting. I feel like it's interesting how like I feel like our parents or our mothers' personal lives and their experiences created kind of like a block in being able to have a fully deep relationship with their kids. Mm -hmm. Like there was too yeah. many stresses, too many things that prevented us from really being able to be like, hey mom, like today this is how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. we were to, to try to do that, like automatically something would come up. Like I don't have time to think about this. Mm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I have to make ends meet. So I feel like a lot of us have similar experiences when it comes to mm -hmm. the stresses that our mothers had to go through. And I, I don't know what kind of immigration you guys were like. <laughs> by that yeah. I mean, <laughs> by that I mean, um, when you think of uh, okay, so there's different types of immigration. When mm -hmm. I think of my Im, um, Italian friends, um, we're talking about people who had children who immigrated with their children. Yeah with a little bit of something already, like they were already advanced in life, I guess, mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But in the case of most black immigrations I know, in, in the case of my parents specifically, my mom was 15, mm. my dad was 18. Mm. Those, are, those are uncompleted people mm -hmm. yeah. who took mm -hmm. a plane, you know, and we never talk about... Uncompleted people. Right? Yeah. Like people who, like their relationship with their parents stopped. Because I say this because when I went to Haiti for the first time at 37, I realized that the Haitian society I was sold was a lie. Mm. But, you know, with some understanding, it was an image that was stopped in this 15-year-old's mind or 18-year-old's mind. What yep. did I know at 18-year-old? Nothing. Mm -hmm. 18, I was someone who thought I knew some stuff, mm -hmm. but I didn't know much, <laughs> right? Imagine at and imagine, and I, you know, I didn't have the internet, but I had a lot more than they did, and all that, you know. So think, of, think about a different time yeah. and immigrating from a black country to a white country and all that good stuff. I have a lot of sympathy for them, and I, and I want to take the time, the time to talk about it because we don't put their situation out there, and it creates a, it, it creates a, sp a specific stress. They, be, they weren't my parents weren't Haitian; they were Haitian immigrants. Yeah. So they raised they didn't raise me as Haitian people. They raised me as people that were Haitian that also immigrated to a white country yeah. as very young people and all of that is and we a lot of us have that similar culture so when i went to haiti i met dads that kiss their sons that have great relationship with like when i say i met dads i think the other way around was was i think meeting them was the normal and the other way around the type of parents i know here in canada was like rarer. Mm -hmm. You imagine? Yeah. So I'm in wow. Haiti. The society is a normal society with rich people, poor people, everything in between. And I see dynamics between people that I've never seen in Canada. So when you said earlier, like, okay, I'm close to my mother, but I can't share certain things. When I went to Haiti, I saw people that like, I was talking to a man, his son is there and he's, mm -hmm. And the man is telling me about his son's first time, and nobody's uncomfortable. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is levels upon levels of stuff <laughs> I've never seen. But, you know, I feel like it's fathers and son. I feel like my dad, I'm, I could have way more conversation with my dad, which is weird. Because I feel like the setting of my family, my mm. dad is more, both, sorry, both of my parents are more laid back, but... 
but the pressure like you like i love how you mentioned immigration because we came i was born in haiti i grew up in haiti at age of six i moved here um and at that time the entire like um like the gender role in my house changed like my mom went from only being like working i'm um, not working housewife due to how haiti's the setup of haiti and like um women working and all that to my my dad working to come here as an immig like within the immigration process and not be able to work because Canada did not accept his mm -hmm. education and his working experience back home. So my dad decided to go back to school, did college and university in order to be able to feed his family, but was never able to find a job. And you know, black men pride is a, a something because my dad was not about to have any type of minimum wage job just to pay the bill, which a lot of people would agree this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But my dad is just like, I was getting a lot of money. I know my worth. And he w even when he was studying, Canada couldn't see, recognize a hardworking man with a family. Mm -hmm. so during that time, my mom had to made, get got out of her comfort zone mm -hmm. to never work in her life to now working and not only she started working she started working in job that back home she would never do like mm -hmm. working in the cuisine i'm sorry in the kitchen and helping like serving and all those things that mm -hmm. back home the complexity of haiti those type um, those type of jobs just remain for lower classes mm -hmm. so i think that even at that point this is kind of where my mom change so to change mm -hmm. and then the divorce happened just by default of the the gender role changing because my mom didn't know how to express her frustration being in a white country doing something she would never do back home mm -hmm. while that my dad was at home mm -hmm. he was at home studying basically you, you would see the opposite way you mm -hmm. know and like my dad was most likely you know taking care of like spending time with us and anyway gender role and all this and then finally when my dad couldn't have a job he left he left, he went mm -hmm. to Haiti because he's pride, he needed money, and then he went back. So from six years, from six to 12, my mom was always working, my dad never worked. Mm. And my dad went to Haiti, and then I became monoparental. And my mom became like just mm -hmm. a single mom. Mm -hmm. And just that, in the just by coming and immigrating to Canada, everything changed for her. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the stress, adding, like all this. So I can relate that to the immigration part, I guess that's what I was trying to say, mm -hmm. but. Anyways, I, I would like to hear Miriam's on, on this because I feel like people that have different culture that used to, that are used to different things, mm -hmm. they go to a country and then things change, the reality change, and often, more often than not, that leads them to be toxic in their relationship or toxic with their kids, and it affects them negatively. Mm -hmm. So, do you think there's a correlation between the change of environment, gender roles, and then the fact that? I mean, like maybe they don't know how to act or they don't have the resources. Hundred percent, because mm. when you're leaving something that's familiar and going into something that's not, then automatically yeah. you just change the way you are and how you operate, right? So then mm. automatically you have to go into like a survival mode. Okay, like how do I get the resources to be able to have a a, a house under a brick? What's the word? I'm a roof, a roof, a roof <laughs> over <laughs> my head. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then there's the idea of okay, how am I going to feed? these three children that I came with mm -hmm. and then my husband is still back home because we weren't able because you know oftentimes it's just women and, and their kids who are able to emigrate but then oftentimes mm. the man stays back home and then it takes it's more of a process for to, to bring him back or yeah. to bring them into the country they immigrate mm -hmm. to so I feel like having those different 
um, barriers and not really knowing the system and on top of that being black, right? And having people around you look at you as mm -hmm. other, like we were mentioning in the last episode. So those are all like little barriers that come and prevent you from really being able to 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 be the parent that you're supposed to be for your for your child you don't have mm -hmm. the time to focus in and be there to provide and listen because you're too focused for you know the job that you need to do or working more mm -hmm. or all these things that compensate and take away your space for the space for your child so then the child kind of just ends up being i don't know left behind mm -hmm. i guess or yeah. maybe internalizing so. that as their own problems but i think mm if we're able to understand the situation that their parents are in, right, we're able to kind of dissociate and be like, it's not me. Mm -hmm. It's really just the circumstances that they're in. And I think when you get older, you're really able to understand that concept a lot more and be maybe a bit more grateful for what your parents had tried to do or our mothers had tried to do for us, mm -hmm. even with the little mid limited resources I mean, that they had. I mean, that's yeah. the one place I try and tend to push back. Mm -hmm. I think... I think we romanticize what they did for us mm -hmm. when really at that age they were doing it for themselves. Facts. Like That's let's true. let's not romanticize what it true. was. That's like true. we're not gonna give you half credit for shit you never intended to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That's actually a good point. I yeah. mean it's it's debatable, but part of it is definitely they did it for themselves, right? They're looking for Oh, they they, they, they put that on that. I'm sure most of you had the, you, you don't know what I had to go through for you. Like, no, yeah, no. Yeah, if yeah. I, if you, if we were old enough, we'd be like, no, you did that for you. Like, yeah. let's, let's sit down and, mm -hmm. and see how you did. Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so, so I have a question. So mm. are we all like only children? Like how, do we have siblings? Do we have? I have siblings. You have siblings. Do you have siblings? Mm -hmm. Do you have siblings? Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what have we seen between the difference with oh. our personal relationship with our mothers, mm -hmm. and then how that was reflected with our other siblings? Because you said something very specific that I'm still on. You said, um, "What's he say? Something about my my mother." or something specifically to me she wasn't able to right? be the mother, the mother yeah, 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 yeah exactly no so because i, have the, I do have two sisters and yeah. the relationship between being girls maybe because mm -hmm. haitian haitian culture is different mm -hmm. um girls and i don't know i honestly don't know but for sure her relationship with her daughters was di totally different what did you see though that was different from how she was with her daughters than with you that's my question oh <laughs> i don't think we have enough time I, d I, d I okay, legit don't okay. think we have enough okay, time. Okay, it's it's okay. that it's that deep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's funny, <laughs> not funny, but my it, the opposite. I feel like mother and son has a it's a bond that it's like almost unbreakable. I have generally a, speaking, you're right. Yeah. Generally. And I have an older brother and Zibiza. Like, sorry, I'm not me switching in French, but <laughs> it's. My brother can do no wrong in my mom's eye. And me, as a, I feel like I have more pressure as a woman. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I feel like my mom is by default stricter with me because I am a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess she doesn't want to. It's almost like she will forgive my brother for a mistake because I guess it's a guy thing. But me, it's just I don't have a chance for a mistake. So your, your mom is Haitian? My mom is Haitian. I have a theory on that. Yeah. I feel like Haitian parents, the ones that came here, raised their children by fear. 
100%. So as an adult, everything she seemed to be oversensitive about is something she either did or went through. Mm. Has real personal experience mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. They, they raised their children by fear. That makes sense. Anything that was, anything you're like, why is she tripping so much? Yeah. She either went through it, did it, mm-hmm. regrets it, all that good stuff. Was shamed for it. And then was shamed she for it. Oh. She's projecting that onto you. And yes. they want you to either do the same mistake or to get the same consequences. But she will never tell you, here's what I did. Here's why this yeah. is important. Never. N- why, even to this why day. Why do you think that is? Religion, mm. f- first. Religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our case, it's ca- yeah. Catholicism mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the the African cultures we come from have a very different way of processing all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I truly believe Catholic shame. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. it, that's how they has, that's how they control people. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're good or bad, and the and the line is defined depending on the day a person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Long, can mm-hmm. you touch on that? But from uh. Muslim or Islam perspective about the siblings thing or um I mean the relationship the same kind of the the, the same kind of yeah. uh, you could touch on the siblings and then go into see if mm. maybe religion played an aspect in it too and I know you're also yeah. biracial so <laughs> yeah sorry to put you up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff so maybe yeah. help me out with some questions no but um so we're five yeah so my I have an older brother and older sister mm-hmm. they have two different moms okay um I know their moms met them before. Um, and they have my brother has a good relationship with my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. He didn't used to, but now he's coming coming uh, around. My sister, we don't hear much from her. Um, she calls here and there. Um, and then I have my younger brother and a ten year old okay. that is the youngest. So my younger brother, we have the same relationship with my parents because we were we went through the same experiences. And the baby, he's I just don't know. He's too young to to gauge okay. <laughs> okay. yeah do you see like a resemblance or a difference in how the relationship is with your mother and then them mm, I, I think i think he might end up being closer to them okay um i don't know but that might change at when he becomes an adolescent and he wants to experiment new things and they're gonna block him off mm. from trying those things mm-hmm. maybe the relationship is gonna uh, break at that point mm-hmm. but they, they really change their way to do things okay. you know they don't they don't they don't hit us no more things like that yeah. so um he's a, he has a different different parents yeah <laughs> okay they got so more experience <laughs> so i know you mentioned day but how about your mother what like because d- i know you're me- talking about like for your father and mother yeah. like as a couple mm. um but how about just your your mom and uh the relationship with uh, the two youngest um it's similar she has a m- the, so my younger brother she has the same relationship as me with him because he's never home he smokes weed. He does certain things that she doesn't. She doesn't like. Um, so it's par- it's pretty much the same as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the baby, the ten-year-old, they have a good relationship because he's just young and yeah, he doesn't. Still he's brand still new. Yeah, yeah. Still, still brand new. He hasn't disappointed yet. He will soon. At ten, you're on your way. Yeah, yeah. You're on your way. You're on your way. Okay, interesting. Okay, so then, what about? the religious aspect like again like we mentioned that religion plays yeah. a big factor in how our mm-hmm. mothers are fearful and how they project things on us so do, yeah. you th- do you see that being the same for muslims or being of muslim mm-hmm. faith yeah i think um i would i would like to say that religion had a good aspect on me because i i did uh, read a lot about uh, a lot of religions and i think they're a good thing some people really need it because mm-hmm. some people need guidelines in their lives mm-hmm. 
they, otherwise they can't behave or they can't be motivated. They need something to look out for, yeah. right? Religion saves people from depression because they think, oh, well, there's paradise after mm-hmm. or there's God or let me do good. Mm-hmm. And it creates good humans. But for some people, it's just not the right thing. Um, so for me, I think it, it kind of sheltered us from a lot of a lot of experiences and a lot of things that I would have liked to have. For example, um, my older brother um, is not very... Um, can, I, can I expose him like that? I don't know if I can expose <laughs> well, him Nobody like knows that. him, so <laughs> maybe. Not too probably much, probably but... Probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, just, uh, it, he, he might not like it, so yeah. depending on yeah, what yeah, you, okay. how you feel about so, it. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go. So he, he's... Okay, let's just... I'll be vague about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't have... Since we were so sheltered, right? Women were something that only for marriage. So you don't talk to girls, you don't do things like that. I think the his choice of women right now is limited by his ability to uh, interact with those women. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a little bit different because I I went through the same thing where I couldn't bring girls home, I couldn't talk to girls, and for the longest time I was also very religious because I I drank the Kool Aid, so. <laughs> I felt it felt wrong to go and, and talk to girls or to be uh, to have sexual relationships when I was an adolescent. So, um, compared can, can to I, can I ask you to explain yeah. that, like, just for people that don't under yeah. because it's you're 16, it should feel good. How does that present? <laughs> like, I I really wonder. Yeah, like, yeah. how does yeah. that present yeah. that a 16 year old's like it feels bad? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, I'm really curious. Okay. Um, so. When you're 16, you have the hormones, right? You want girls. Sure. And all your friends are starting to, you know, kiss girls. They have girlfriends and things like that. And and you, you hear the stories about, oh, well, this girl did this. I did this with this girl. And you want to try yourself. But you just don't know how to proceed because you never... You never did it, and you're scared to do it. You know, you don't, you don't know like what your parents are gonna think. You don't know what God is gonna is gonna, is mm. gonna think. So you just feel like it, it's so it's a concept that is so foreign to you that is it it scares you to make the step. Mm. And then also you you guilt you feel guilty on the inside doing it because you feel like you're betraying your parents. You feel like you're betraying your religion, right? Mm. Wow. So I came to a point where all the other guys my age had a lot more experience than me. Mm. So I had to sit down. And realized that oh I have this issue where I I have I had trouble talking to girls so what I did is because um, I'm very hard on myself I took time off and I was I was reading books so I was reading books I was educating myself on just like the female anatomy mm. what is what is the clitoris All right. how do you stimulate it things like that mm-hmm. and then I was forcing myself every night to go out downtown and to talk to girls oh. okay so I didn't care if there was five girls I would break up the five go talk to the prettiest girl even if i was shaking i didn't care try to get the number wow, okay and then do the same thing over and over Sweet. until i became more and more comfortable and then that was at what age were you starting to do that that was 2017 it wasn't so long ago oh. you want to so hear something yeah. funny go for it. absence of religion we all go through the same thing yeah, yeah. it's not i mean the religion <laughs> part is crazy because yeah. Yeah. Extra pressure. you know yeah I, you know i've I, the just the image of you know I'm sorry for the rudeness, <laughs> but <laughs> penis, vagina, and then God coming in between. <laughs> I'm like, you should not, that should not be a part of that conversation. Like, <laughs> it doesn't go together. Huh? No, it's like, oh my God. I was listening. She, I had true compassion for like every Muslim person. I, I know I have a lot of friends, but it's thank you for sharing. Like, for real, it's, yeah. I, I've, 
never got a chance to see this yeah and so even to this day i'm still learning certain things i'm still getting better with certain things mm. but it's I, I it showed me how it prevented me from experiencing certain things i wanted to mm. mm-hmm. and now i see my little brother how he's being raised and i'm like um, you're gonna have some trouble in life because mm. even doing simple things in the house they don't let him do those things so would you be able to, to be see. that guidance for him um if it's, it's that time comes I, I i would like to yeah if that time comes i would yeah. do it um, but I, I work a lot. I know I, I try to um, take him when I do grocery. Okay. And I, I tell him, like, pick the eggs. And he picks the eggs. And I told him, no, you can't just put the eggs in the basket. You have to look if they're cracked or not. Mm-hmm. And then he looks, puts it in the basket. Okay. And I give him my card and he pays. Okay. So I try to to help him as much as I can. But mm-hmm. it's like once a year because yeah. I, I work so much. Okay. It's still something. And it's not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. That's so another thing. When it's not yours, yeah. but you care for them so deeply that yeah. you end up stepping into that role of the parent, but it's not your mm-hmm. job. Not your job. But yeah. how about you, Miriam? Like when your mom was uh, um, still alive, yeah. like how was the relationship? Are you um, triggering me? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with siblings, because yeah. you also have an older brother. Yeah, I have uh, an older brother, and my. <laughs> <laughs> it's very complex. Um, kind of like you. I don't want to expose too much, but um, a lot of. How do I word this? When a lot of the. Okay, so we all know how Haitian mothers and Haitian sons it's yeah. just a lot of the generally like you mentioned a lot of the times it's just they're they're, they're stuck together you know yeah. what I mean like one cares too much for the other and the other one kind of just profits off of it and uses and abuses it right mm-hmm. so I grew up in a household where that love Whoa, was is it used. for the people at home mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who does what, who does what? <laughs> well, yeah you said mm-hmm. there's a person that abuses abuses it da, da, da. Uh, so so my brother was more so in this position where he abused and used more of that love the yeah the kindness and the love while also doing things that weren't supposed to be done right so there's that stress that that was added on my mother right but my mother was just like oh no it's my first son it's my only son yeah so Mm -hmm. i still have to give right but she's giving being depleted being stressed and then there's nothing really kind of nourishing the relationship and i'm kind of just there in the back like watching it play out and like like nobody's like you're not noticing this right and like i was in a position where especially when she was sick um where i had to make it more obvious to her of Mm -hmm. the behaviors right but she was still very much stuck in that place that like no like i have hope right Mm -hmm. so when i feel like when there's that hope it kind of just keeps them in the cycle and they know better but they might not do better and that's out of the love that they have and the hope and the the prayers and the god will do something about it yeah so um yeah that's very just touching the I, surface that's yeah, very much that's, touching the surface. that's very similar yeah. with like also my older brother too yeah. like my mom will f- like i was mentioning like m- forgive forgive mm-hmm. to forgive mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and sometime i'm just like you were not like my mom will forgive me. It's not a matter like she will not forgive me, but it's like, it's, I feel the pressure mm-hmm. and my brother can do endless mistake. Yeah. And it's almost like, and I think because of that, he think, I don't know, maybe if he thinks like, oh, like, like mom always going to be there, yeah. you know, it's like a relationship that can never be, bro- yeah. never be broken. Yeah. But me, it's kind of like, 
I'm like, okay, well, you're not here. It's mm-hmm. me. Like, it's more me at home with her. Like, you living your whole life. And then now I feel like all your mistake, my mom is now put it on me. It's like, you can't do this. And I'm like, okay, why can I not do this? Because he did this. I'm not, we're not the same person, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you can't stop. You can't have the fear and don't, you don't let me, like, live my life because mm-hmm. my brother had made the mistake before, you know? Let, let me, do you have, ch- you don't have children? No. No. That's unfortunate. <laughs> um, I, I'm wondering because a Do lot you? of my friends know I don't. I don't, but you know, I'm an uncle uh, yeah. as invested as I can. Um, d- d- have you made the steps to not be her? Do you think you'll be her? Because I, I, because it's normal to repeat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have you have you deconstructed this whole stuff? Like, because she Good she question. she raised yeah. you that way, so you only know how to be that or not that. Yeah. When really that's not the answer. There's all kinds of options, mm-hmm. but you have to deconstruct to then decide your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I, do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. So, <clears throat> the I notice the older I get, the more Haitian I become. Like a more <laughs> like a Haitian mother that I've become, you know what I mean? I just feel like it automatically just happens, and like when I do certain things, I actually like I'm very I, I'm a very self-aware person. Yeah. So when things happen, I stop myself like in the middle, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, okay, like why are you actually engaging in this behavior? Like, are you doing it because this is something you're actually wanting to do, or is yeah. it because you've seen your mom do it and you think it's best to, you know? So there are times where I really have to stop myself and I reevaluate. And if I reevaluate and I notice, like, okay, this is something that I actually think is right to do, then I'll do it. But as I grow older, I'm noticing that, like, I'm I'm breaking a lot more patterns yeah. that have been given to me. And, uh, and honestly, like, I wasn't a deviant child, Same. but like <laughs> you would tell me like something, and I'd be, I'd, I'd have to think about it. Like what I wasn't, do you mean? I like I wasn't gonna automatically mm. go and do that thing that you wanted me to do. You know? What do you mean? What, what's the thing? Like if us, uh, I don't know, part, like if your parents ask you for something or no, no like, like peer pressure. Like yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like mm. I don't know what let's say, like just going out or something, mm, right? Out, like yeah. she'll be like, okay, well, no, there was this one time I was wearing a crop top, and it was just like the end of the world. And I was just like, okay, but it's just a little crop. Like, there's nothing showing out of my stomach. Yeah. But, but like, she called. Have you me. have you ever thought? Like, have mm. you thought? Have you taken the time to think? You said, oh, I went. What's the word you used? You said I was uh, deviant. Deviant. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. But you use the word yeah, as as if I that's did. the metric, and yeah. then you're not. You are or you're not. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. When really that's 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 a lie. Yeah. Like it's not a lie. Yeah. It's a, okay. So in my own yeah. family. Mm. So I, like, I was the black sheep, worst child, uh, you know, might as well be in the gang. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wa- I wasn't. In that sense, that's just, just like, you know, yeah. you guys all understand what it means yeah, to be in a gang. Might as well have been in a gang, right? But I never was. I was just ADHD, artist kid, you know, floaty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just had a hard time with time, lost my keys. All, like, that's the kind of stuff that made them irritated with mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I learned years later, my sister had a job bagging weed for a dealer. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck all of you, all right? <laughs> yeah, I was good. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Like, it's all relative, but deconstructing matters because they, they kind of, they put so many things in our minds. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's, you're right, as you grow, as you grow, you realize, okay, oh shit, okay, this, this. But if you didn't, if you don't, if you haven't had a lot of those, then 
the same way you said in the beginning, when you immigrate, you kind of become the survival. But when you have children, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's the same. And that's mm-hmm. how you really become like your parents if you haven't taken the time. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing you, like how you were coded in the beginning, they did that job, right? So as you, when you're a parent and you're, you know, everything is like overwhelming you, mm-hmm. then you default to the only thing you know. Yeah. Your parents. Yeah. And how they did things and how you were raised and everything, yeah. Yeah, that's I true. I would want us to all answer this question because this question is, is actually very good. My, me or you? I mean, you can go. Uh, but s- I want us all to answer this. <laughs> so I think that, <laughs> like, like yeah, I'm, the older I'm getting, the more I'm seeing the age side coming out of me. Yeah. But <laughs> to be fair, like, but me, when I look at my mom, I, I, like, I love my mom. I have so much respect for her for everything that I have done. So I don't have no part of me that says, oh, terrible person. I can't be like her, you know? But because I was raised here and, uh, like, I made a lot of uh, reading and educate myself, especially on mental health, is a part that with my mom and the immigrant community that's never touched is the mental health part. And even if I was telling my mom, I'm stressed, like, what do you have to be stressed about? You're not paying anything. You know, like, little things just kind of make me feel that my word, my voice wasn't, like, how I, my mental health did matter. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I know that I am breaking a cycle and I know with my kids, I'll definitely be better. But my mom was a very good role model for me that even though if I became like her, I, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Cause she wasn't beating me or anything. Like I didn't go, I didn't have a traumatic experience with my mom. And like I mentioned, it was a divorce. But so if I, I may. yeah you not feeling your your state of mind feelings being heard is a form of abuse. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so technically, I totally agree with that. So the mental mm-hmm. health part, the mental part, that 100%, like, that's where I would definitely change. Like, this is, I won't be like my mom. That's. But if I may again, yeah. <laughs> if you say, I have never suffered any form of mental, abu- uh, any form of abuse, but then cite something that is abuse mm. is difficult to truly true. work on it, right? That, that's true. I, I, I totally agree. I did a paper for um, Colton University named The Accidental Toxicity of uh, Black Mothers. And I call it accidental. That's interesting. I t- call, <laughs> yeah, but I call it accidental because I truly don't think she's aware. It's purposeful. Because mm-hmm. that's how she was raised in Haiti. This is how she, that's how her family when she came here, I kind of understand all the trauma she kind of went through, the the culture shock and all this. I really empathize, um, empathize, <laughs> you know, yeah. empathize with her, and and yeah, mental health. It's not a conversation we talk, so I can definitely like with my studies, I can definitely see what's the problem in my family, mm-hmm. and I know I don't want to be like that. But little things like. Sometimes by default, w- the way that I'm thinking, I think like my mom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I feel like, yeah. So then, to what, it, to which point is it no longer an accident <sighs> to be toxic? You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's. I think that. That's I a think good question. Because maybe you're being nice. Because I, I, someone could argue that they should have done the research because the research is out there they can educate themselves on how to be better with their kids mm-hmm. but they didn't seek those resources mm-hmm. and still don't is it their so fault uh, so is it still is an it accident it still or are they mm. choosing to um, stay in that 
I think that when a person is unaware that their own mental health, sometime, like, I think this is where I added the word um, accidental. Because I don't, th- my mom mm-hmm. never did therapy. Like, I think, like, little things, like, that could make you a better person is so taboo in mm-hmm. our culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of how it's always going to prevent. So I don't think she's aware that, because her thing, as most of immigrant person is, as long as my kid has a roof, food, um, clothes, <laughs> mm-hmm. like her, she I did my job. But you, you, do you, do you, do you know? Yeah. How toxic that is. Exactly. Yeah. You understand? Like, yeah. it's, it really <laughs> doesn't matter the intent, but it does. Rem- it, the, the result matters. And the reason I make I, I like at this moment take the time is because I'm sure there's a thousand who whoever's listening to this identifies surely to this, and we make excuses but mm-hmm. accepting or seeing or uh, uh, acknowledging that you're a survivor of abuse mm. is the like if you can't like for me i f- like i paid a, a lot of money for s- to fight that idea with someone every week i would go just to fight that idea <laughs> <laughs> i didn't go to fight. <laughs> i went every week to fight the idea that i was a victim of yeah. a form of abuse but the healing only started once I've accepted it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, all, I'm not just saying this to you. I'm saying this to everyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to, you know, it's hard <laughs> to give that title to my mom, though. Yeah. You're not it's giving hard. it to title. You, to you're yeah. t- giving it to yourself. You're a survivor. You're not calling your mom anything. But it's h- even hard for me to even say that about myself. Like, I, I it just... Because when you're when you're you're so used to circumstance, it's normalized. Yeah. So you think that's just supposed to mm-hmm. be what it's supposed it's to be. It's the norm. It's not. We're not supposed to wake up and be like, okay, like, am I gonna get screamed at today? Am I mm. gonna be thinking <laughs> that you know, like, are you? Am yeah. I walking on eggshells all the time? Yes, and there's a problem mm. there. I, f- I, you know I mean? this. Yeah. I so yeah. your turn to the man. Like the healing yeah. has to come from the part where where like I. Sp- so the people that know me on the internet, I yeah. talk about that stuff a lot. And I mean, I hope you guys put this at the beginning. I will say this, but throughout this podcast, if you're like me at some point in time, you'll feel so uncomfortable. You'll be tempted to shut this podcast off. It matters that you get to the end mm. because if it's uncomfortable, that means there's something there that you need to deal with. And mm. and uh, scabs don't get better if you don't look at them. You, you need to take care of that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it doesn't get better on its own. So if you're listening to this and you're like, "I'm uncomfortable," mm-hmm. then then you need you need to go head on into this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and I want to touch on that yeah, after. Yeah. I want to get Sudiman's answer it. first, but I want to yeah. touch on that. I think there's a reason. The whole I put a house over your head. I put you in the best schools, and you always had food. I think a lot of it has to do with um, looking good in front of other people. Mm rather than taking care of your kids oh, yeah. i feel like this is so big with uh, with our parents they just want to show to the world that they do the right thing they mm. take us to the best schools they give us food and they take care of us because that's i guess what's valued in our in our communities parents are and gonna come for you today we should definitely explore that because yeah. i feel like sometimes they do it for more for Mm-hmm. In Haitian culture, uh, if you not. went to ha- to private school, it was never about you. Oh, it was <laughs> never about you. It was never about you. It's back home. Yeah. If you go to public school, mm-hmm. you look bad. So when they put you in private school, it was never about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they tell you, oh, mm-hmm. it was never about you. Yeah. 
But you know, I don't, I don't know that they knew themselves. But it doesn't matter. You don't have carrying that because there's aspects of this that come with shame, that come with uh, feeling inadequate. You, you, whomever at home, part of healing is not carrying that. Whomever is responsible, the parent is it's theirs to carry. So when you find the courage to 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 let it outside of you, mm. it, it it makes a world of a difference. I lost twenty pounds just talking. I swear to you. I swear to it you. It was emotional. Emotional weight. weight. Yeah. That's, that's another conversation that we have. <laughs> emotional, <laughs> emotional weight is. That's not. That's it, not. That's not your stomach. It, that's it, that's emotions. I, uh, <laughs> I feel like yeah. I definitely have emotional weight right yeah, now. No, <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real I've been thing. stressed lately, yeah. so it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay, so then, okay, so you touched on going to therapy. I just want you to elaborate on like what that process was like. Mm-hmm. What pushed you to get there? Which chapter? wherever you want to start but as a black man <laughs> yeah. engaging in therapy mm-hmm. what does that look like um i mean i could tell you that it was a process like even therapy like finding the right therapist is mm-hmm. is important yeah. no. i did not know that like how long most did it take you sorry well it took two therapists okay but yeah. it took my first therapist who was a white woman who was not good for me it was not good i don't think she was good like she like mm-hmm. i have abandonment issues and she essentially said I don't think you should come back. Oh. You understand? Yeah, you're not ready. Because I told you I was going every week fighting, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah, so, so, but we were going through stuff where I'm telling her about normal things in a black household, normal well, again, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this woman is cracking like fucking um, tissues and I'm like, I'm all right. It's for her. And I'm like, Liddy, if you think this is bad, <laughs> we're we're not going to do well. So so I was spending too much time having to explain to her yeah. how things work, how dynamics are between people. Yeah. So I decided I needed a black therapist or at least yeah. a therapist that was a children of some immigration. Yeah. Okay. No matter <laughs> that, what. I, I, was, I was open, but the white lady wasn't working for me. And then I found my therapist. My my therapist who's been my therapist since was a brilliant, brilliant black woman. And um, what took three years with this lady took a year and a half. Like we 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 zipped through a lot of stuff. I I wow. I, I read too, so I I did a lot of work on my own. But she 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 came in and and helped with. It was the first okay as a black man. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, the best way to resume what this was. You might understand this. So you grow up, your dad doesn't get you. Your mom doesn't get you. Then you start dating, and you're biracial, so you might get some of this. So you date Mm -hmm. women of all origins. Maybe some white women, they don't get you. Latina women, they don't get you. You're a man, you're black, you're you're in this society. It's relative. You'd almost have to date another man to understand some of the dynamics, right? You date a black woman, she doesn't get you either. Mm. Truth be told, at all, Mm. okay? And then I get a black therapist, and then I paid someone to take care of me. Mm. I paid someone to take care of me. Okay. That's deep. Simple as that. <laughs> Best money I ever invested. Yeah. <laughs> Best money I ever invested. You always pay some for it somehow. Mm-hmm. I guess so, yeah. That's always. Mm-hmm. Not, what's free? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say is best that came out of it for you? 
what is best yeah like you said the best permission to be myself Mm. i mean part of the like i told you i don't speak to my mother and i and i i just i don't remember where we were but she was saying how you know first of all you can't manufacture a relationship it is what it is you know, sometimes people, whether it's a child or a mother, look at what's on TV and be like, why is mine not like this? Because yeah. it's not. You can't manufacture what is not. People are a certain way because they invested into being a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't just become, mm-hmm. right? And then she's like, a toxic relationship is one where you go into any interaction with someone. Say you're feeling level, medium. And every time you leave them, you feel under. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. a that's that's a relationship you need to make a choice for yourself about. And part of what came out of there is giving myself permission to people, especially in Haitian culture, where like if you don't have family, who are you? Uh, and then it and turns out I am me. Yeah. Turns out I am me. Simple. Mm-hmm. And suppressing that doesn't no. do anything good for you. So uh, so she so she gave me permission to be myself. Is she still uh, being a therapist? <laughs> yes, she is. But yeah. but there's a but there, but there, I I I if you go on my Instagram, yeah, I believe the fourth link in my bio is this. There's this people that have been good of updating a, a black psychotherapist. Mm. Where you're close to Ontario, there's a there's an actual clinic of mm. a psychotherapist of color, black psych, who have different philosophies. They're in Ontario. Mm. I'll send it to you. I'll give it maybe for the episode. Yeah. They're a center. Mm-hmm. I do. I do some form. Like I, I in the past I've, I've done couple therapy in in with them, mm-hmm. and they're okay. amazing. Okay. So yeah, the, like we'll all the, the so we'll the I just sure. this, uh, mine was great, and if she could, I'm pretty sure she's full. She's full now, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, <laughs> but I've referred many many people to these centers, and no one, everyone's happy. The thing is, you have to. You that's something people don't know. Mm-hmm. You can audition therapists, like especially you now with there's Zoom audition therapists. Mm. <laughs> but with Zoom, so you can say, listen, I'm looking for someone. I want to do some like 15 minute sessions mm-hmm. so we can see if we vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you find someone you'll know right away. Yeah. This okay. is who I want to tell my. I, I want. This is why I want to take care of me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so okay, before we end off, um, you mentioned that. You know, you did your own work outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think people, I mean, they forget mm. that therapy, it's like it's just a one hour, maybe an hour and a half, two max, you mm. know, depending on how big your issue is. And so that work happens in therapy, but then there's a lot more work that happens outside because that's when you're, you're faced with the challenges that you have to deal with on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. and then you can get triggered or things like that. So can you talk about more about that work that you had to do on the side rather than just in therapy? Um, I mean, for me, because of the person I know I am, when I got the, like, I'm, hmm. okay, so all my life I felt like I show up to places where people had a book and I didn't get, so generally in life I tend to read the book before I show up to places, right? (laughs) So I get, I try to ingest as much as I can, Mm -hmm. and when I get to the end of what I can do myself, that's when I, that's when I, I get, I ask my therapist or whoever's a specialist in the matter, mm-hmm. okay, I got as far as I could. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the other place, mm-hmm. which helped me because of the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. But when it comes to what you're talking about, I say to my friends, you know, 
So you go through life and you have conditioning. And conditioning is like glasses. So one one pair and then two pairs and three pairs and then four pairs. And you got all these pairs, right? And then in therapy, you get to understand there's a pair, know what it is, what it's like. You won't ever get rid of it. It's part of you now. You know, sometimes it comes back. You know. But when I leave a session, a good session, one where I had a um, breakthrough, it's like you have to walk in your life without that shade you get to see life without the shade now and then another breakthrough another shade mm -hmm. but you actually have to walk in your life to know who you are now without the shade because now life is going to hit you again but now you get to see life without the shade so you know these issues you had with uh my something my grandmother used to say is if you, think of the person you hate the most and then look in the mirror there they are. Mm. The people that annoy you the most is something about yourself that annoys you. Mm. But that's something I got to understand in therapy. Now, you know, interacting with people that used to annoy me has a different, it's a different thing when I'm like, man, this person gets getting on my nerve. And I'm like, what is it? And I was like, oh, I'm like that sometimes. Mm. <laughs> you have to, have to confront yourself. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's what the work feels. Because, yeah. you, you know, you don't just... There's not a computer doing the work for you. You got to go through it, and then you realize new things, and you're like, oh, my God, okay. All this time I thought they were the problem. Turns out in many situations I was the problem. That's a fixable thing. We could, we could, we could go somewhere from here, yeah. right? Yeah. I kind of wanted to ask you a question because you just mentioned grandmother. Mm. You have, like, Not anymore. Not anymore, okay. No, but I was loved by my paternal grandmother very much. Okay. Yes. So you still had a woman um, many many i was raised by my aunt okay. so until i was eight years old my mm -hmm. godfather and his wife were taking care of me mostly mm -hmm. um and i was you know i was mostly raised and surrounded by women generally yeah. speaking and 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 be because i was deficient in some ways i want to think i was lucky never to be abused but i was a perfect candidate like some some of the f more fucked up shit right um but I had good people, like I had, I've had good energy, like pe people that knew I deserved better and they just took me under their wing a little bit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And women, so specifically. Women, okay. yeah. Black yeah. women. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess my last question is, you know how a lot of times they say that men will tend to want a person that's similar to their mothers, mm -hmm. vice versa, like <laughs> um, daughters will want someone similar to their fathers. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about this? That concept. That, that concept. Like when you guys look at any woman uh, mm -hmm. figures that you guys had grown up, is there anyone that you guys love so much that you guys would want your w future wife to have any resemblance. <laughs> really? Are you doing this? Are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Suleiman, you could start. Yeah. I, I feel start. like I've just been talking. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a little break. I would say no for me. Not, not very much. I know there's one trait uh, about my mom that I did like. It's I forget a lot of things. <laughs> and some basic, something that might seem basic to most people will not be to me. So I, when I was younger, especially, I needed her to like remind me, "Oh, take your coat, or take this, take that." So I know when I, when my girlfriend does that, I'm like, "Okay, I like that. At least I have someone that I know if I miss something, she's gonna pick it up." Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. But the rest, 
I, I can I can you could do without I, c- I can do without <laughs> the rest you know <laughs> <laughs> I want something different yeah mm. yeah okay yeah. what about you Andrew me <laughs> um so in that in that sense I, I identify more as an orphan so no but I had an aunt my tante Marie mm. she always loved me so much <laughs> she always loved me so much she's a beautiful beautiful Haitian woman mm-hmm. intelligent cunning a hustler. <laughs> 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 she married my uncle. She's not even my my family. Yeah. She married my uncle, right? Mm. And I'm t- I st- and when they divorced, I fought my family to keep my relationship with her, and we're mm. still f- we still. And I want to say I realized through therapy at some point how many women are my tante Marie. Mm. <laughs> I've mm. been consistent at picking women that remind me, and even physically sometimes, mm. of her. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I mean. That's crazy. You know, I also know today it's not the type for me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you found yourself okay. going or gravitating towards that, that um, type of personality or mm, hindsight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like ratchet chicks. <laughs> 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 and my thought ain't ratchet like that, but she's super ratchet too. Yeah. 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 It's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. Okay. Okay. And um <laughs> I think that I had a, one last. Did I have one more question? I feel like you I mean, it was kind of just the idea of like, how did you see yourself, your your relationships with other women, and how that, tr- because of the relationship you had with your mother, mm-hmm. how did that translate into the relationships you had with other women? So, oh. how intimate were you able to get? Right? Was that was there space for that, or did you see yourself shutting off a lot? How did you how did you maneuver those relationships? Um. I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I said I dated a lot, but I wasn't in a lot of relationships. So dating is is like this, yeah. while relationships is like this. Okay. And even in the relationships I was in, I want to say that the the depth was not very deep. Yeah. Like the you know the limits to what I was willing to g- part partly because I I didn't know myself. I was afraid of myself. I was dealing with the shame of being in a kid that didn't feel love from his family, you know? I was, mm-hmm. like, dealing with all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, but at the same time, I believe every relationship is exists to prepare you for the person you're meant to be with. So I've had a lot of preparation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good okay. How about you, Suleiman? Me? If, if my mom impacted my choice? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say no. Or how you maneuvered your relationships. Oh, my relationship with yeah. women, that's true. Yeah. Um, f- for me, it's, it's, it's a little different because um, my mom and my whole thought process was based on, on religion, again. So I had a period before I decided I was not a Muslim anymore where I was just like researching certain religions, certain things, and asking myself, who do I want to be? Mm. And once I made the switch, which is very hard, by the way, because you have to go against your whole family, and you, you know that there's always going to be repercussions all your life. So most people just follow what their family told us. So it's a very hard choice to do. So I had to kind of reconstruct myself. And through that process of uh, accepting new values, I mm. then changed into a different person. So um, now my taste in women is very different mm. than, than what my mom would be. And my relationships with women also changed a lot. I used to be, um, you know, in, in our culture our religion women needs to be to be covered and they need to, to not be too talking to other men things like that so early on when I was building myself 
I had issues with being the jealous type. Mm. And I had to evolve from that. My dog causing a mess. My fault. It's all good. Yeah, so I, I had to I had to evolve because that's that's not the person that I wanted to be. Mm. And when when you when you build yourself, you gain confidence. You realize that if your girl goes on, for example, my girl went to Toronto recently, right? And I, it was funny. I was driving. I was going to work while she was in Toronto, and I was thinking like, oh shit, like. I really private because I, I d I'm not I don't need to call her I don't mm -hmm. need to know where she is mm -hmm. and when she came back she told me the stories mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it mm -hmm. if she didn't tell me anything I w probably wouldn't even have asked or I would have asked about like give me the juice the fun stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> but there was no thought in my mind that she would do something or no jealousy when she when my girl talks with other men things like that I, I'm not the same as I used to be mm -hmm. now because you know you, you you gain more confidence mm -hmm. you realize that she just it's not that important. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's a little different, I guess, because I had to like rebuild block by block mm -hmm. the whole, my whole concept mm -hmm. of, but you had to build that security within yourself exactly. to be able to hold yes. space for another person being able to have their mm -hmm. life and live their life without feeling mm -hmm. like, okay, like, why are you doing it now? You yeah. know, like, like that little voice in your head playing games. With yeah. You. Cause that's, that's what I knew. Yeah. That's the image of, of men that I had. Mm -hmm. That's what I was uh, replicating. Mm -hmm. And, deep down I knew I didn't want to be that person and now I just know that that I'm the shit so I don't have to <laughs> worry about anything yeah. so that's kind of how I, I, I go through life and I give my, my woman her space and it just it just feels good it feels better to me yeah so that's good yeah. I have <laughs> one last question so we quickly touch about accident like the Bro, just a second I, I that's, a, that's yeah. really that's that's yeah. That's some deep shit you just yeah. said. Think <laughs> that's like some that. deep shit like, you just said. No, no, I think it's. Uh, I think a lot of people learn from that. I think yeah. it's great. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Yeah. Always, always. Thank you for sharing. Don't <laughs> mind. If you get some questions, don't hesitate. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, but what if a lot of things that our mothers are currently doing are quote unquote toxic? What's what do you guys define as not toxic? What in mm, quickly identify a few little things for either future mothers out there, even me that's going to be a, a mother, you know, Miriam and all that, into what, like just a, just little keynotes about like, what is not toxicity? What is not toxicity and what makes a person a good mother and in order, to break mother. in order to break the cycle as well. I feel like it's relative to each child that you have because everybody mm. has different weight needs right so like me i had my own needs my brother had his own needs so whatever relationship a mother is able to hold for both individually i think that would be considered like a good mother okay i'm putting that in quotation because i don't know good and bad yeah. is very yeah you know it's sorry i, I feel like it's also no but yeah i didn't but i know what you mean though the good mother i didn't mean by because it's true that to define what's good and bad it's it's 16 degrees old exactly. but I guess what are like I feel like I can answer that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like still answer. answerable. Okay. It's yeah. still answerable. So I, it's not, it's on the tip of my tongue, so that's why I wanted to say it. But I feel like when you when you don't want to be toxic in a parent and and son relationship or daughter relationship, I think about it now because I'm gonna be a parent one day. But I feel like when you, when you overcome when your goal becomes your children's happiness and your children's uh, growth in life rather than being 
how people see you and perceive mm-hmm. you and your children and their achievements or how people will judge you or your own insecurities that your kid might be different from you, might have a different sexuality than you, might have a different religion than you. When you get over the fact that you can now live with that and your only focus is that child's well-being and growth, I feel like then you, you cannot, you're not toxic because then you don't have your own interests at heart, mm. right? You're not sheltering the kid because you can't live with the fact that they don't believe in the same thing that you believe in or because they decided to go in arts rather than being a lawyer <laughs> right so that's that's that would be my answer that's a good answer yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll i'll jump on that in two parts first mm-hmm. um oh my god <laughs> Will Smith. Omar's going to be like, these people are not leaving. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, but he did say some really wise things where he said a long time ago about how the way he raises his children and the way he mm-hmm. ab- operates in his family mm-hmm. is people tend to see children as children and that's part of the mistake. Mm-hmm. Children are really small adults or small yeah. people. Your job as a parent is to carry them to their independence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're just people that don't know yet. They're, they're still going to have to compose with the world. Your job is to carry that human. So independent person with their needs, wants, uh, desires, like individual to them. Not extension to you. <laughs> individual to them is to carry them to their independence. That thing. And if you, if you, I mean, I want to think that if as a parent you've, 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 if you've created a copy of yourself, you failed. Mm. Not Oof. to afford. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. That's true. So, uh, when it comes yeah. to Haitian specifically, yeah. um, to be open to challenge is everything. So, you know, you're not right all the time. <laughs> you're not. You're, actually, you're always wrong. So, learning to say I'm sorry is, you know, so un-Haitian, but it's so very human. Mm-hmm. It's so very good parent. It's so very, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a great chance that none of us have heard these three words put together by our parents. That's that's toxic. <laughs> I'm thinking about it too. I'm like, have I heard my mom or my father apologize? Probably not. No. Probably my not. Mom just like, when she just opened the door, j'ai fait Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's their apology. Yeah, but we, we oh, say that as a joke, but no, no, that's toxic. Yeah. And the thing is, even as an adult today, I challenge people, and I mean, I've had this conversation with girlfriends, like, that I have this, that recreate this. I'm like, no, you gotta say the words. Mm-hmm. You got to say the words. I apologize. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The, none, none of this Haitian stuff bring me food stuff. No. Mm-hmm. You got to acknowledge what you did so I understand. And you got to apologize so that I at least feel like you'll put the minimal effort into not repeating this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Wow. I think for me it would be communication. I think I agree with every single, um, but communication, I think that's, this, that's the part that if you're saying I can't do certain things because I feel like parent jobs still s- need to have a protective side. So, you know, sometimes kids will be like, oh, that's bad. You're a bad mother. But it's just trying to protect the kid. Mm. But the communication and explaining why. Like, don't do this because... I- and Treating them like an adult. Yeah. That at some, like you, he was saying about his brother. Since they're sheltering so much, 
when he goes into the world, he's not going to know anything. Mm-hmm. If you treat someone as an adult who needs, who doesn't know yet, yeah. that your job is to put in the information for them to be independent when they do get to the line. Yeah. Right? So what you said, yes, but I think conceptually, it's about preparing this adult who's already like, from the government's perspective, he's on the countdown to being one, you know, in the line to cotize. You know, that's that's all we are, right? Cogs in the machine. <laughs> uh, that, I feel like that's a different podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a whole conversation on that. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Well, I think we're basically done. I just want to like end on like mm-hmm. a positive note yeah. i don't know like what is something that you would want to tell somebody who's probably navigating a difficult relationship with their mother some advice some guidance cut some it <laughs> cut it you need to cut it i'm just putting it out there as an option yeah. But let's yeah. be clear because that's, that's part of the issue. People don't yeah. consider that as an option. It's true. I, it's true. It's but then option. let me. I know this is the, the end, but it, it's it kind of it's yeah, a question okay. that I really care about. So what if you you cut your relationship with your mom, right? And then you get married, but your partner wants to do like a traditional wedding, mm-hmm. and you want to because you like that stuff. But then, let's say you guys are Haitian, right? Let's say Haitians. They're gonna look bad on the fact that your parent is not there or your mom is not there or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Do you still bring the person? Honestly, or it's complex as fuck. The part that's most complex for me, and mm-hmm. I've had to deal with this for real, real in relationships, is mm-hmm. I meet someone mm-hmm. and me between me and her, A to B, fantastic. Okay. But then we have to deal with her own relationship with her parents and her, her need for oh. them to be on the same page as her. Right. For her parents to be on the same page as her? Yeah. Okay. So A to B, I'm like, I have yeah. a difficult relationship with my parents. I've told you about my relationship yeah. with my parents. Yes, yes. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I want to protect you. I want to build with you. This, mm-hmm. that, and that. Now, yeah. now comes the wedding. And then yeah. the mo- her mother says, what do you mean? He's not going to da 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 And then mm-hmm. what's auntie going to say? And all of a sudden, yeah. it, you know, B to C, has something happened. And it's coming back like we haven't been having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, then cut it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. because because I, I'm not dating them. I'm not building with them. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I've had a relation. I had a conversation with an ex not too long ago where I said, you know, you know, I've, I'm tired of all, because she was, she was, she was just painting a list of how I was a problem in a relationship. And then listen, people, uh, people make mistakes. The problems come from every side. It just didn't work out. All right. Like it's been years. But then at some point I say, you know, you keep talking about kings because she's on the internet too. She does what 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 part of what in in our relationship, what part of you was queenly? What part of you was protecting the kingdom? Because it feels like you're a princess. I need, 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 need. Want, 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 want. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. You feel what I'm saying? Like a queen understands what she's building with her king as her own. She doesn't have expectations because it's not being if it's not being done by you, then it's not being done. It's your goddamn kingdom. Yeah. If you're if you're if you're a princess, if you're still immature, that's your situation. And some people are 35, 55, 65 still this way. It's not about age. But you haven't understood, like, we use this conversation. Being a king means controlling the environment that you're in. 
in my kingdom, things happen a certain way. When you're in my kingdom as a friend, as a lover, as a whatever, as a things happen, nothing happens. Nothing is going to happen in my kingdom that's not a reflection of me. You will hear certain things and be like, that's impossible. That's not a I control the things, the spaces I'm in. Now, if, you're, if you decide you want to build with me, if we're talking A to B and we got a common project, you can't have expectations from the kingdom. It's your kingdom. Mm -hmm. If it's not being done, then you do it. If from the kingdom perspective, yeah, yeah. we've had this conversation where we're like, okay, I asked you to marry me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm asked you to marry me. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've agreed we're building together. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, these yeah. people who will not pay taxes, who will not, you know, to the kingdom, mm -hmm. yeah. who will not have a decision of vote, who should not. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but you're telling me something different. But, you know, all these things, you're, you're telling me like the decision we've made, king to queen, mm -hmm. subjects have like veto. <laughs> like you're not a queen you, you're not a queen you're made for something else someone else yeah. <laughs> that that would be my answer or my okay. way to go about makes it sense. Mm. makes sense okay so like for me the positive <laughs> note yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like let's talk about positivity yeah, um, um, I don't know I feel like I love this conversation, by the way. It yeah, was a yeah, very, yeah. very good conversation. Yeah. We all I did too. have like, like monoparent. Why I keep on saying in French? Monoparent? Single parent, like, single parent. You know, like single yeah. mother. Um, you know, like you no longer having um your mother there. You mm -hmm. still having mother and father there, but still very mm -hmm. different. Yeah, right, okay. I didn't have yeah. them all at the same time yeah. at once. And I have them now, though. Exactly, yeah. and then. <laughs> And then also like you having um mother still alive but just very distant and it's okay to distance because you heal from it and you're like you're toxic stay away mm -hmm. and i love the fact that we're just so different on on where how the topic and we kind of like and i hope everyone watching will learn from this podcast because we all have different perspectives on certain things but we have a lot of similarity um into basically we're talking as kids as sons we're talking as daughters um so yeah that was very great but the positive thing that i want to say to anyone that's kind of watching or future daughters that want to be mothers um i think we need to be and it's more for me you know it's a more reflection it's we need to be very careful because it's funny how we talk about when does accidental stop mm -hmm. and when do we stop like we like me, I added accidental on top because I didn't want to give my mom the label as toxic. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, in my head, I'm like, no, she's a great person. I refuse to, but it's true that I shouldn't do, I shouldn't do that because this, when I, the stress I was feeling, the sadness I was feeling because all that, like it, it's also, what's the word I'm looking for? It matters. Mm -hmm. I, I, as a kid matter. Mm -hmm. And and I really hope that even good or bad experience with our parents, when we're gonna have a kid, it's time to realize how we can be a better person. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're already a mother out there and then you have kids, um, then my advice is therapy is one thing, healing's a second thing, and it's I don't think it's ever too late mm -hmm. to change and mm -hmm. to be better. Yeah. So that's my.
<laughs> that's kind of my note. I want to just jump I think we all failed at positive. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we all failed, you said? We all failed at positive. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's very deep. It's I don't know about deep. positive. But yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I think yeah, it's, yes, it's <laughs> I, think, no, I think it's part of it, right? Because it's always darkest before dawn, right? So if you want to jump, you always go down and then you leap up. Absolutely. So if you want to heal from something and yeah. see the light, you always have to talk about the dark stuff. So... And that's in relation to what I've been seeing this year a lot because I did a lot of those podcasts and videos, things like that. And I see a lot of black people that um, and even other people that do therapy that are like emotionally intelligent. And I see like that this generation is, is pushing things forward and I can see that it's going to get better and better. That's just how the world works. You mm -hmm. know, it, it, it goes uh, in the front, but fast. Mm -hmm. Right. It moves forward, but fast. Mm -hmm. So that's my positive note. Mm -hmm. So yeah, <laughs> I cut you off. It's OK. Yeah. I think I just want to like highlight what I think most of the conversation is surrounding about like we're allowed to make mistakes because we're also humans mm -hmm. right and <laughs> acknowledging the mistakes when we're parents right and like you said like apologizing that makes a big difference in how the child is going to see your relationship and want to come forward with you so I think a lot of it is acknowledging mm -hmm. that we're human right and then we're gonna mess up and that's okay. True. But as long as we're able to take that moment to be like, okay, like I actually messed up, do that self-reflection, take the time to acknowledge what happened. And then again, like do that apology. If you need to, mm -hmm. then do that. And I think that will help us propel a bit. Or be better parents down the line. But so is the positive. What's the positive? Yeah. Would I, I, <laughs> I don't know. What's the positive? The positive is it's to be human. It's deep. Yeah, it's deep. It's deep. Yeah. It's deep. We're doing deep. I think we're using the wrong yeah. word. We're, doing, we're, we're finishing deep. deep. That's we're what we're doing. Deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's to tips. It's good it. advice. It's yeah. good tools. Um, so just the fact that we just kind of like provide all those advice i think this is a positive aspect so of it like the fact take it and be yeah. a better person okay let me can i say positive yeah yeah, 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 yeah. please <laughs> we're gone. We're gone. i'll say positive okay so i'm 44 right yeah. and i live like my 20s was an era pre-internet like emails were just starting stuff like that mm. so i've had a chance to see so many things like not that many but still and i know for a fact that for at least black canadians this is a brand new conversation mm. and you know not everyone has the courage to, put, you know, be in front of cameras and stuff like that. But people benefit gr great deal from hearing their own pain through other people's words. Mm -hmm. So, so the positive thing about this hour or so that we did together is, I'm hoping gonna give uh, some some words, some lift people, li like lift some of the things that have been weighing on them, mm -hmm. as if they feel they're alone, mm -hmm. like their their condition is unique, mm -hmm. and that they can't mm -hmm. get out of it, right? So for our people, for people that look like us and the fact that there's been so little or almost none of these conversations mm -hmm. and something as deep as we had, I think that's the positive. Mm -hmm. Wow. On yeah. that note, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I want to say thank you to our guests um, to be here with us. You know, so you can give your IG handle so like yeah, they, where they people can find you, where they can find you and follow you. Yeah, sure. Me, is, it's uh, Suleiman dot Heydara. It's S O U L E Y M A N E dot H A Y D A R A. African names, right? <laughs> Complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sule Show. It's the podcast. So it's on Spotify and 
all the Sulecho? platforms. Sulecho, yeah. Okay. It's also a real estate agent and region of Gatineau, so, yeah. you know. That's not I'm if you're trying to invest, you're looking houses. for houses yeah. and stuff. I might, I, might, I might be coming in a region. I like the region. Yeah. Really? really? Serious, in the Compared to Montreal? I, I always had, every time I've been here, a great time. I've mm. always met great people. I mean, we met yesterday, yeah. more yeah. or less. So, mm. and so yeah, I, you know, some places re- re- vibrate better with you. Yeah. And through time, the city has always vibra- vibrated good with me. Mm. Ottawa got no stand up. <laughs> 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 we made it. <laughs> so, so Renzel Dashington is my handle pretty much everywhere on TikTok. I think it's Renzel Bad Boys de Rire. Um, I will be again in your region. I believe it's September to celebrate my forty-fifth. Yeah, you know, a little tour for that nice. for that uh, for that occasion. And um, I do have a podcast called Le Moi Air. I have another one called Serial Killers. It's mostly French. If you guys uh, speak French, um, that's about it. Find me everywhere. I'm just making people laugh and think a little bit. Perfect. That's what people need: that's laughter it. and yeah. thinking. Le Moi Air. Yeah. I have to check that out. The, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I the, the intro is there, yeah. but, you know, it's, it's mostly my computer at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> We're all working like you, can, you can follow it, and when it comes yeah. out, yeah. it's mostly my, I mean, I've shot a, a lot of things. Is yeah. It's just when I, when I heard Dave Chappelle's project, yeah. um, it, it just inspired me more, and I kind of wanted to go further. Mm-hmm. So um, the concept of the show is, oh, I have a long life in entertainment. It's, as I'm writing my book, the parts that won't make it into the book... I'm putting it in the podcast. Nice, nice. Well, for me, it's, uh, you guys already know, if I didn't say at the beginning, uh, for the platform Consciously Black. Uh, So it's underscore Consciously Black. And with my co-host, Miriam, it's at the thoughtful therapist underscore. That's it. Perfect. You want to say the outro? Uh, okay, well, thank you for <laughs> tuning in. We're again, we're we're very grateful lot. to have been have able to have or hold the space with our guest today. Very out of nowhere kind of opportunity, but it's been yeah. a great one, and <laughs> we're hoping to have more of this in Let's the future go. and continue to support this podcast, Shades of Black. Yes, uh, we're we're excited for a lot more of the content that's gonna be coming. So cool. stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you. I need to stop saying thank you like that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.